Hi, and welcome to the Boat Princess podcast. My name is Nikki Vo, and I'm your host. I am a boat owner, a marina owner, a director on the Marina Industries Association, and a huge advocate for boating. In this series, I'm sharing the stories from every nook of the boating industry with the intention of encouraging more women to join me and for more women to get behind the helm too. I want to share the experience and opportunities of boating, of the boating industry, and I want you to join me as I bring the conversations and answer all the questions you've had. Boating is not just for the glamorous and rich and famous. It's full of beautiful and interesting people making the most of our natural environment and getting out there, enjoying the waterways. So let's set off the lines, take over the helm and escape to the world of boating. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Boat Princess podcast. I am here with an amazing woman today. Uh, we are in Dubai and I am talking to Marcella de Kern Royer. It's so good to have you here, Marcella. Thank you so much, Nikki. It's so amazing to finally meet. I feel like we've been uh, friends, digital friends for such a long time that I feel like I, I, I know you already. And it's just so happy to finally meet you and of course have you here in this beautiful place in Dubai. I know, it's, um, it's a perfect place to have a boat show really, isn't it? It's yeah. just perfect weather most of the time. Exactly, and <laughs> the vibes, you know, everything is so modern and luxurious and, you know, people have good energy, so yeah, yeah it's fun. I love it, I love it. So, I think you and I have been very clever girls because we have created what we do. Um, now, before we get to what you do now, let's go a little bit further back to illustrate to our listeners um, the sort of things that you have done to get to where you are now. So let's start, where were you born? I was actually born in Guatemala. Do you know where that is? I do, <laughs> yeah. So it's in Central America, next to Mexico. Yep. Um, so I used to go out boating every weekend because my dad loves sport fishing. So we do sport fishing for like uh, sailfish, you know? And we had like a yacht, like a fishing yacht. And we used to go every weekend out fishing and we saw the whales and it's very, um, I would say virgin or something. It's the Pacific, so it's very big waves, black sand, volcanic sand. So we used to see every time we went out, we saw turtles and man rays and dolphins and it's always like full of life. Um, so yeah, so I grew up boating in, in the coast of Guatemala. Um, but I never really thought that there was an industry behind it, you know, like you, you, I, I never really thought about it, you know, yeah. it was just like yeah. a, like a fun thing. Yeah. And boating in Latin America is very different than boating in the rest of the world. Okay. Um, so you don't sleep on board the boat ever, you yeah. know, you yeah. just go out for the day fishing, diving, and yeah. then you come back. Wonderful. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a day thing. You wake up really early, you know, you prepare your bites uh you know you prepare your day and then you yeah. spend all day in the, in the water fantastic so your passion for boating came right from your childhood right actually there's a fun fact i i i, I just remember that i forget uh, my grandfather who was french yeah um he was the first one to put a boat in a lake 
So we had in Guatemala boats on the sea, of course, but yes. never boating on a lake. Nobody has ever seen that before. Okay. And he was the crazy Frenchman who put like a boat in a lake. And then my dad grew up like water skiing and a whole town will come and see what the French crazy family was doing. <laughs> and yeah, and then uh, they were very, yeah, pioneers in, in that sense. Yeah, that's great. So from there, how did you end up in Monaco? I mean, that's a really long story. So yeah. I think we would need a couple of days and drinks <laughs> to finish it. Uh, let me try to think like a long story short. I graduated from high school and I wanted to learn French. So right. I went to Nice in the south of France. Yep. And then I got Why a scholarship. Why did you want to learn French? Because my my family is French. Like okay. uh, my last name is Royer. Yeah. Um, so I thought, I don't know pick up the roots or something yes yeah um so my grandfather used to speak french to his kids but they always answered in spanish so i'm actually one of the the only person in my family that speaks french now okay and then uh yeah and then i decided to go to nice learn french and then i found a university in monaco funny and I would never, ever, ever imagine. And I didn't even know that Monaco existed, to be honest. Okay. And I had no stereotype of Monaco. Like, everybody has a stereotype of Monaco. But me, I had no idea what it was, you yeah. know? Yeah. So I arrived, and then there was an American university, like an international university. Yeah. And I was about to start looking for universities, but I was applying in the U.S. because my brother studied in the U.S. And then I'm like, oh, well, American university down here. So I went to check it out. And long story short, I got a scholarship. So I literally started school from, like, one week to another because they were starting yeah and between you and me I think I thought that they never seen somebody from Guatemala before <laughs> so they just add me in for the data the statistics you know international school adversity Guatemala Yay. one more country to the list you know so I was very lucky and I got in and I got a scholarship and then I studied in Monaco but really randomly I know uh, but I had no idea what I was doing. I was so young and so naive, and I was just so happy, like free university. Yeah. You know, like I was going to go to the US, which is super expensive. And then I just stayed in Monaco, but I was very naive. I had no idea where I was. Yes. You know, and I was just enjoying every second of it. And I had absolutely no stereotype, no, I had no idea, you know. So I just enjoyed my university years a lot. And then uh, I studied finance. So I, the dream was to work in a big bank. And then, uh, yeah, and then I graduated in 2008, yeah. which is uh, the financial crisis. Yes. And With welcome finance. to the world, <laughs> new finance student. Here you go. <laughs> so that was my welcome to the professional world, which was uh, horrible. Yeah. And as a non-European, I had I needed visa, sponsorship, papers. You know, it was very difficult. So I got my first job in an international bank, and then I got another job in a international uh, company in Antibes yeah and then yeah the crisis hit everybody got fired and I was like great you know <sighs> and then um, there was a company in Antibes who were opening up uh, they were like existing for a couple of years there but they were looking for somebody uh, to sell underwater lights okay when nobody knew what underwater lights were yes yep and uh, so I had the challenge to take on that and I honestly they hired me just because of my languages yes I speak French and English and Italian you and speak six, lang six languages right yeah I do. yeah, yeah. so then uh, <laughs> I guess it was just the languages and then uh, I'm very thankful for that opportunity because they believed in me and then that opened doors to the yachting world. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, so just to explain uh, to the listeners, underwater lights for yachts was mm. what you went into, right? Yes, yeah. exactly. So yeah. everybody told me, you're crazy, Marcella, nobody's going to open a hole in the hole. So 
it's like selling ice to an Eskimo, right? It was like it would never work, you know. And they were so expensive, you know. Yeah, they're really yeah, expensive. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. So they're like, why would anybody spend on that? That's yeah. ridiculous, you yeah. know. So yeah. it was about creating the trend. Yeah. yeah, and then now I see the port in Monaco and all of the yachts at night with their underwater lights. It's so beautiful. It's gorgeous. And isn't I it? just wish I could go back to little Marcelita and I'd be like, "Don't worry, darling. In the future, mm. all our yachts will have underwater yeah. lights." Yeah? <laughs> exactly. This is just the beginning. But like trying to <laughs> trying to make that work, which is an example for everything in life, right? When you start, it's so hard, and everybody's gonna tell you no, yeah. and uh, you need to create the need, right? And everybody's yeah. gonna tell that they don't need it. It's not gonna work, you know. And yeah. then. Just don't take no for an answer and just, yeah. you know, keep on going. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, for those of you not watching, not watching this on video, we are actually sitting on a beautiful terrace in Dubai um, overlooking some incredible buildings. This one over there looks like it's a big Ben takeoff, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it is a big Ben. <laughs> you see everything here. <laughs> and that's why we're getting a little bit of wind noise every now and then. So just bear with us. Just, just assume we're on a yacht. You exactly. Know? That, just take that approach with it. So... Um, so tell me, uh, once you're starting s selling those lights, obviously you're meeting a lot of boat owners specifically. Are you at that point? Is that how you started really getting into that yacht space? So I was mainly meeting a lot of captains and yachts that were going on refit. So I was trying to sell them the underwater lights during the refit and a lot of new build shipyards. So I literally went to every single shipyard there is. I was living out of, uh, I had a mini Cooper at the time. And yes. Everybody was making fun of me because... Yeah, I was living out of my car almost, and I was just going from shipyard to shipyard to shipyard all over Europe, yeah. uh, trying to sell underwater lights. So, and we launched just that year LED yacht, so I had to convince everybody, you need to remove your halogens, halogen is bad, yeah. LED is a new thing. So, yeah, and then I came up with like uh, new things. I organized one of the first like captain's parties in Antibes, you know, I sponsored a lot of, uh, uh, of events, and I did like, um, uh, different things and others, uh, yeah. always through connections, networking, uh, building that that side of it. So I was resilient, and I was just like, uh, I was also having a lot of fun. To be yes. honest, it was a great yeah. opportunity for me to do business in different languages. One day I'll be in a shipyard in France, then I'll be in a shipyard in Germany, then I'll be in a shipyard in Italy, and I always saw it as a challenge. You know, while I drive, I had my it was CDs at that time. I had my CDs on like sales, you know, like uh, yeah. and, and psychology and the art of persuasion and all of these things. And I was just like, you know, I would drive really long. I would drive like from Nice to Napoli and then to Germany and then, you know, um, to all of the shipyards in the Netherlands and so on. So, wow. um, yeah, it was always just learning and and enjoying meeting new people and challenging myself. I'm like, <laughs> how do I make a negotiation and close yeah. a deal in Italian? Yeah. Yeah, you know, like what is what is the is the strategies? What is the techniques? You know, yeah. so yeah, I learned culturally a lot. they'd all be different, right? It's completely it's not different. Not just the language. It's completely different. Yeah. So that was uh, one of the points. Is like everybody can do business, but doing business with different nationalities, it's really a skill. Yes. You know, and the way you close business with the Dutch is very different how the way you close business with the Italians or the English, you know. Yeah. Um, so for me, the most challenging culture to deal with ever was British. Really? Okay. Yeah. That's very different that's from my culture, very different yeah. from everything I knew. Yeah. You know, and that was my biggest challenge, you know. Less it was open uh, or what, what was what was the difference with them? Um 
Yeah, like doing business with Dutch is very easy because they're very straightforward. Yes. So there is nothing to guess. Whereas yes. with the English, there's a lot of reading between the lines. Yes. There's a lot yeah. of sarcasm. There's a lot of, oh, yeah, that's brilliant. And they don't mean it, you know. And I'm like, do you mean it or you don't? Like, I don't understand this, you know. Are we doing business or not? Yeah, they you tend know? to circle around things, Yeah, they don't beat they? the bus about around the bush. Yeah. They are sugarcoating everything. Yeah. So you think a meeting went great and actually was terrible, you know. And I never, I, I was always feeling like um, um, they're not being honest or they're, you know, like always with a different agenda, but yeah, with a yeah. big, polite smile on their face. How and interesting. I just find it very, very hard, you yeah, know? Yeah. It's like uh, for French people, for example, um, they find that even rude, you know, that you're trying to, you know, say an insult in a nice sugar-coated way. Yes. You yeah, know, yeah. and you're like just... I'd rather be direct and tell yes. me if there's a problem rather than, you know, try to be super polite over yeah. it. So also with the emails, I was never really understanding what they really meant, you know. <laughs> I was like, Jesus, you know, I don't understand it. And also you need to understand their culture. You almost sure. like need to wake up and read their news and watch their news before you have a meeting with them because yeah. they assume the whole world knows what England is going, right? Okay. And then okay. they talk about, you know, relevant subjects that only British people understand yes and they tell jokes yeah. that only if you're a Brit you would understand so yes. some of the times that I was sitting there I'm like I have no idea why everybody's laughing you know <laughs> and I have no idea if this is supposed to be a joke or an insult yeah. you know because they are yeah. very sarcastic yeah and because um, interestingly the English do actually kind of take themselves the mick out of themselves a little bit don't they and they that's what? their humor yeah is very dry and it's very yeah. different and they kind of take take the mick out of themselves exactly a bit. and so very yellow and yeah. very vulgar sometimes as oh, well really? that's yeah. not good yeah. that's not good yeah and yeah like i just found like all the time the jokes were always about the same and i was just yeah. like it's about getting a bit old you know <laughs> uh so yeah so you experience and then so many so many different and in the countries. south of france we have of course a lot of British people, yes. you know, yep. like Antibes, Albon, all yes. of these areas, and especially in yachting, yes. the brokers and everything, there's a lot, of, in captains, there's a lot of British, so yes. you need to crack it up, you yes, know, you do. Yeah. but, you know, it's likewise, I'm, I suppose for British people, you know, cracking the Italians is difficult, yes. or the Chinese, or the Middle Eastern, or the Russians, you know, yeah. it's yeah. difficult, it's like different cultures, you know, yeah. so yeah. one of the reasons I decided to do my MBA in Boston was because this was the most international school in the world, yep. they have uh, campuses all over the world and they force you to rotate yes so you have to study in three different countries because okay. it's not about learning the business acumen it's about learning how to do business with different cultures so okay. they will sit you and you will have to negotiate and debate with an indian with a brazilian with a russian and they will train you to deal and sometimes they would actually like put you in hard situations so they will put you in teams yes where you had to solve a case study and then the lesson was not about the solving the case study but about solving differences and Amazing. solving different opinions and you know, it's very like in like they know the international differences, yeah. so they would put you in a, in a position where you're like want to kill each other <laughs> or you don't understand each other, and that's the lesson. And they're like, you see, this is like whenever you go into a meeting, you need to understand how the Indian person thinks, how the Russian thinks, how the you know, and how to approach it, how to write a proper email, how to you know. So that's the reason I did the MBA was because. Uh, everybody can learn the marketing, the business. I mean, nowadays you have everything online as well. So economics, 
you know, marketing, everything you can find it and read it yourself, but yep. applying it to different cultures, yes. that comes with experience. And that's yeah. why I did my, my MBA at Holt. The Holt yeah. is the most international school. Yeah. And I actually studied here in Dubai as well. Oh, so wow. I did Boston, Dubai, London. Yeah. Uh, I wanted initially to do Brazil and Shanghai, but I couldn't. So, yeah, I mean, I think also in Yachting, we have, you know, the top countries being Netherlands, UK, and Italy yep. and they are so different cultures yes you know yeah. and sometimes I'm sitting in meetings and there's just so much lost in translation you know so I had to develop also this sixth sense I mean we're women and we are international so we have this like cultural awareness cultural sensitivity so I was able to pick up things and go tell my partners I mean like uh-uh this is going to be the game we play. This is going to be the strategy we apply. You have to be careful. This is what, this is that, you know, yeah. reading body language, understanding cultural perspective, um, you know, just getting the whole holistic picture before you make a, this, uh, a contract, you know? So, yeah. 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 I think we're quite good at that as women, aren't we? Mm -hmm. we're, be we're better at reading people yeah. and understanding. Exactly. Um, it, it is definitely an advantage yeah. we have using our intuition a little more and our, and our reading of people and, and kind of just assessing the situation a little bit more. And being international, you know, the more you mm. travel, the more you become aware of things, you know. And also, I speak a lot of languages. So when you speak a language, you, you understand their perspective as well. Yes. You know, so I always said, like, different languages is like changing sunglasses. Yeah. Because I'm able to see this in a completely different perspective than with your glasses and with another glasses. So I saw this situation from all different cultures. Yeah. And then I was able to make the right decision. Amazing. That's incredible. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. So, Marcella... You've done all those wonderful education things. You've really educated yourself. You're an incredibly intelligent woman. Um, now you're in a world that you've kind of created for yourself. So you did the lighting business. Um, tell me about what you do now and why you do it. I'll tell you the why first. So after I was a supplier, then I was a yacht manager. And then I was developing software for captains and yacht managers. And then I was the commercial director of a shipyard. So I've seen the industry for so many different perspectives from a supplier, from a manager, from a captain, from an owner, from a, you know. And then I've done new construction and I've done well with brokers and other shipyards. And I had the pleasure to meet with so many inspiring new owners and visionaries and yacht designers. And what I found throughout my career was that there was a discrepancy like the designer doesn't really understand the crew on board the crew really doesn't understand the shipyard the shipyard have no idea what the brokers do you know and i was like wow you know like there needs to be some sort of like you know they kind of know what they do but not really yep and also when i was you know a yacht manager i didn't know what you know the difference between ism mini ism dpa you know all of this meant and i'm like how do i learn yes how do i learn you know yep. and then when i was at the shipyard um, they're all naval architects and engineers and they were all talking in terms that I had no idea what they meant yes you know and uh, I was like I want to learn you know I don't want to be there in the room not knowing what they're talking about and I'm like how do you learn how do you learn about this you know and there was nothing I literally bought every single book there is so I bought every book and they're all about commercial shipping sailboats you know uh, all, all these boat building books but there was nothing about yachts yes and then I contacted the shippers and I'm like, do you have like a like a yacht building guideline? I had no idea what the difference between commissioning, delivery, and launch were. I thought they were synonyms, you know. And I was just like, what happens during a commissioning phase, you know? And you cannot Google these things, you know. Like there is absolutely no information. So yeah, basically, I developed something that I needed myself, 
and that I wish it existed when I joined the career. You know, I was a hungry person willing to learn. You know, I was taking into so many jobs, and then I was like, how do I learn? You know, yeah. so yeah. I wished I had a book. I wish I had a course that I would take that would give me this confidence to to know what does a yacht manager, a yacht agent, uh, what do they do? How do you the process of chartering a yacht? What's an APA? You know, all of these things. I was like. Uh, creating something that I wished I had. So it, as with most businesses, you found a niche of a problem that exists, so something that doesn't exist that needed to exist. Yeah. So, and you created the education that you're providing now, which exactly. is just amazing. That's an awesome yeah. concept. It yeah. happened all very organically, to be honest. It was never like, oh, I'm going to sit down and create a plan. Yeah. It just really happened. And then... On everything I do, I always try to do it like in the highest levels of excellence. So uh, the book uh, was under the you know um, support of the Yacht Club in Monaco. So yep. um, they helped me through to, to launch the book, and I contacted the top 95 experts of the industry. So I made sure that it's really high quality. I mean, I had no references. There was like you know when you do a research paper, you have a lot of reference books. Yes. In my case, I had no references because there okay. was nothing I could use. Yeah. So it was yeah. all qualitative, no qualitative data through interviews, questionnaires, you know. And then I had to work with editors and graphic designers to put it all together. Yeah. And then um, after the launch of the book, the Yacht Club asked me to teach. Wow. So, I started to teach and then different brokers, like big brokerage houses, they're like, can you teach my brokers? And then I decided, okay, I'm not gonna, you know, go from company to company because I'm not a training company. I'm just gonna open a yachting masterclass, which is open to the public. Yes. And then I thought I would get a lot of brokers, but the funny thing is that I actually got 25% owners. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. And um, like banks and family offices and, um, I find in the industry there's always this big elephant in the room that nobody wants to admit that they don't know and they don't <laughs> want to be seen in a, something because they might be. I get that. You know, which is yeah. stupid because like yeah. it's better that you know yeah. than you pretend you know. Yeah. But you don't want to admit it. You know. Absolutely. So I found that there is this this uh, this arrogance in ignorance. You know, yeah. so you're trying to copy cover your ignorance with yeah. arrogance. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So that's a very good way of putting because because the owners of a, 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 a large yacht have have been very successful in other areas of their life, right? So it's very hard for them to to come to a place where they don't know anything, right? And then, and they don't want to, like you say, they don't want to admit that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. but also from their perspective, like the more owners I met, they were all complaining about the same thing about the lack of education, lack of professionalism in the industry. Yep. I mean, you know, we sell the most expensive luxury assets. It's more than a plane, it's more than a helicopter, you know. So whenever you're dealing in aviation, whenever you're dealing, you know, in big investments, these people are surrounded by top professionals, yes. you know, by very, very highly educated people. Yes. And then when they come to yachting, they would come to people that, you know, never went to school. But it doesn't matter if you've been to school or not. It's all about your level of education and professionalism. And they were just always disappointed um, that this was lacking. So, again, sure. I thought, well, we need to increase education and the professionalism in the industry. So, yeah, that I, I, love I made it, it my, my goal. <laughs> my objective is to make the industry more educated. More educated, yeah, and also kinder 
Yes. I don't know if uh, how things are in Australia, but I found it in Europe. It was very harsh. It was very competitive, you know. Yes. And you have to remember that yachting is supposed to be fun. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, we sell like the most fun experiences in the world. So yeah. Yeah. I also wanted to bring the fun back. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's and, great. Um, well, you certainly do that in your Instagram. You bring the fun back. You <laughs> really do. You. Yeah. I think that I like genuine people. I like authentic people. So. You know, when you, you you attract what you are, you know, and I always say the best thing about my career and my life is that I meet the most incredible people, yeah. you know, yeah. and I think it's because of the energy and the aura you have, you know, so I, I tend to stay away from the industry as much as I can. Like I do go to boat shows, but I do not let my energy get consumed. Yes. Um, especially us doing social media, you know, if you are always thinking what other people are thinking, you're done, Yeah. you know? So yeah. I try to kind of like always put that away and just do my thing with my personality, you like it or not, not everybody's going to like it. Yeah. And of course it's difficult to juggle the fun with the being professional, to be yeah. honest. I'm sometimes I'm like, okay, should I be super fun, but then I'm not super professional, you know? So yeah. it's always finding that balance, you know? So I want to be professional, but I also want to keep it entertaining, yes. you know, because otherwise people are not going to follow and people are not going to be engaged, you know, so, yeah. 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 Well, I love what you do. Thank you. I really <laughs> do. You, you're very engaging. As you say, you're very professional at the same time, but you have this um, kind of very open, honest feel to you on social media and it's it, you're very, you know, you've, you're very expressive and um, you're very... Um, you can tell that you won't tolerate people being inappropriate in your world. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, yeah. You're, you're just uh, you're just a, ge a gem to follow. You really are. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Yeah. And you have these little messages of you know, um, I guess uh, life lessons yeah. every now and then as well. Because mm -hmm. because dealing with all those different cultures and all those different people from all those different places, you'd learn so much about people, right? Yeah. Exactly. So you you really put that across in your in your uh, socials, which is so lovely. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, also it's an example for my daughter. You know? Yes. And yeah. I don't know if you know, but I wrote a sailing book for children. Yeah. And in that sailing book, it's it's full with like sailing lessons, but also life lessons. It's a lot of morals and a lot about values. You know, is that you know it's not about the pots of gold you find. You know, but about the people you meet on the way and then what you give back. You know, so you know protecting our ocean. So it's also about sustainability. It's also doing good. You know, um, doesn't matter how mean people can be to you. You know. Yeah, amazing. I love that. I love that. Okay, so you've given us the broad conceptual why of what you're doing, but tell me how exactly you're doing it. Yeah, so to be honest, the books and the masterclass is my hobby. Like, I don't do this for money. It doesn't make enough money anyway. <laughs> um, I just do it because of passion and because it's my purpose and that's my way of giving back and my way of, you know, edu giving education, open education for the people that want it. Um, and in 2021, I opened the first uh, digital marketing agency in Monaco for yachts. So we do a lot of um, uh, marketing campaigns. So for brokers that want to sell a yacht, then they contact me and I create this, the business strategy on how to present the boat. I have a team of photographers, videographers, uh, so we create all of the videos for them. And I do the press release, the, 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 all of the PR campaigns. Uh, um, and we do videos that are optimized for social media because most 
people would always do like a video for a website or something, whereas I do a video for Instagram, for YouTube, for TikTok, for in different formats, you know, uh, and I create a lot of content out of that that uh, can be used in their social media platforms. So actually, a lot of those videos you see around online uh, are made by my team. Yep. So I'm not always in them. Sometimes they ask me to be the host and I would like you know, present a yacht if needed. Yep. But I also do it with other hosts or with the broker or so on. So um, I have my, my marketing agency and then uh, I'm not a broker, but I do some yacht sales and some yacht charters for family and friends and qualified clients. Um, so yeah, it's a, a mixture between, you know, inspiring people, educating people, entertaining people and bringing newcomers to the industry, people that never chartered before, I push them to go and try and charter. People that want to buy a, a yacht, you know, I help them through their yachting journey. Yep. So, yeah, a combination of this, and it's always evolving, it's always changing. Now I uh, uh, I, I bought my second uh, uh, secondary home here in Dubai, so I'm gonna be based between Monaco and Dubai. That sounds terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you poor thing, Monaco and Dubai. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, so I'll be doing a lot of things here as well, working on some projects, digital um, softwares as well uh, for for charter. Okay, amazing. So you're running that marketing agency and you've got a team you do that with, yeah. obviously. Mm -hmm. um, they're based in Monaco and Dubai or how, how does that work? Um, they're mainly based in Monaco and now they're here for the boat show. Uh, but um, depending where I go, either we fly with my team yep. or I get uh, a videographer in Fort Lauderdale if we have to. Or I work with all different photographers, like depending on the budget, yep. if it, depending on the yacht. So depending on the yacht, then if, if, if it's needed like super high quality, then I'll work with like the top super yacht photographer. So I work with, with everybody. Okay, cool. And I, that's great because you're bringing a really modern take to the marketing to the boating industry because um, the boating industry is catching up on that compared yeah. to some other industries I think do you think the same 100%. it's like 20 years behind you yeah know? So <laughs> that's my challenge you know it's like I feel like sometimes I'm like in Jurassic Park <laughs> really and I'm just like oh my god but I know that it's going to come so I'm like yeah. okay all right wait and see you know it's like yeah. uh, but it's just so hard to convince people that to change how the way they've always been doing things right yeah. like um They've been doing it for years like this, and they're scared of social media. They're scared of the new generation. They don't understand it, and when you yes. don't understand it, you just like avoid it. And you're like, and they're like, I'm like, how are you selling this yacht? And they're like, I'm doing this. I'm like, this doesn't work. And they're like, oh yeah, but I've been doing this for years. And I'm like, whoa, have you seen the world changing? Hello, we're in yeah. 2023. Yeah, you know, like you cannot continue doing things the same way and expect uh, different results, right? Yes, so absolutely. Yeah, no, it's it's so true, um, um, and I'm glad you're bringing that to the boating industry. I really am. <laughs> it's been a so, challenge, to be honest. Yeah, it hasn't been easy. Yeah, we are actually in Dubai at the moment. And I don't know if you can hear it, but I can certainly hear it in, in my ears. There's some fabulous, very Dubai music in the background, which is kind of giving a little bit of an atmosphere to this podcast because we're sitting up on a beautiful terrace. It's an amazing sunny day, and we are in the heart of Dubai. So what are you looking forward to at Dubai Boat Show, Marcella? So the Dubai Boat Show has grown exponentially over the past years. In fact, the yachting in this region has just grown um, about 23% every year. But wow. last year, we've seen it even more. 
Um, so more and more yachts are do coming to the region and the yachting industry itself is growing. They're investing a lot in marinas. They're investing a lot on activities to do for yachts and experiences. So um, yeah, I, look for, I haven't been to the boat show, of course, because of COVID and so for, for two, three years, I think I missed it. So I'm looking forward to, to go and see it and uh, of course see old and new faces again and pick up the vibe. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I've never been to Dubai show, boat oh. show, so I'm very excited to go there this week. Yeah. And I'm, I, I don't know, I'm getting the vibe that it's going to be a bit more sort of, you know, what like Dubai is, a bit more sort of um, show-like, a bit more, yeah. you know, than your, just your average boat yeah, show. Yeah, they have around. a diving area, which other boat shows don't have, so they have like a diving pool, they have everything for diving as well, Yeah, uh, which is quite fun. They have a lot of activities for kids, so you can actually go kayaking and paddling, so it's all about water sport fun, you know, so yeah. again bringing the fun which is I love it you know yeah. it's like you don't need to be always stuck up you know yeah um, so yeah they have um, um, like a Nikki Beach pop-up for example you know yeah. and they have great restaurants and they it's a night show so it starts at 3 o'clock until yes. 9 p.m. yes you know so they do a lot of the night vibe as well the sunset on the boat you know so uh, it's very different from any other boat and I don't know for you but I find boaters really exhausting because you start super early especially if you're an exhibitor yep you know it's like you start super super early and then you still finish super late and there's always like a networking cocktail parties and so on yep so after three days you're just done right you're just like <laughs> oh my god and you're also so much behind work you know yes. you miss work yeah. you miss emails you miss yes. everything yeah so you always feel like you're catching up and in even after the show finishes you're still exhausted for like weeks you know yeah and um but i like the fact that it starts late because then in the morning you do your work you do yeah. your emails you know done yeah and then you actually get to enjoy spend time with clients and friends and you know um i find that it's a lot smarter also for the heat i suppose you know yeah it makes a lot of sense in dubai to have it in the but I, mean, I also think the boats are prettier at night yeah. You know, they're all lit up. They've got those you underwater the lights vibe. on them. Yes. And and they just look absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. So I think having a boat show in the evening makes so much sense. Yeah. And I mean, boat shows are usually in hot places like, you know, Fort Lauderdale, Miami and so on. Yeah. So yeah. I think making the night version, it's it's great because yeah. also you get the night vibe, you know. So I yeah, I really like, uh, I really like uh, the format of the show. It's a long show, though, five days. Yes. You know, yeah. it's very, very long. Yeah. Um, and it's not a big show, you know, it's like you can see it all in three days. It's not like Miami, like Miami, you could never see the whole boat show, impossible, yeah. you know, yeah. it's like, it's massive, yes, you know, Fort Lauderdale also, it's huge, you yeah. know, whereas here you can really see it all in a, in a, in a, in a day. So what's your favorite boat show? Palm Beach. Palm Beach, mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. What do you love about Palm Beach? So classy, so elegant, it's easier to meet clients, it's um, just uh, very elegant, uh, big space, you know, and I love Palm Beach. Yeah. I love Palm Beach. Yeah. 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 I mean, Miami is crowded, it's hot, it's huge, <laughs> your feet hurt so much, you're sweating, you know. Um, I also like Fort Lauderdale a lot, but it's also very, very big. Yeah. 
Um, and Monaco Boat Show is very course. different to the others, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, for me, it's my home, right? Yeah. So I have a very different experience than everybody else. I mean, I still have to wake up, bring my daughter to school and, you know, yeah. prepare lunch and do my standard <laughs> routine, right? It's, yeah. And people are there like on a party holiday, work, intense <laughs> mood. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, you know? And also, you know, the traffic, it's horrible. I hate it. Yeah. Um, and... Um, I cannot even drive my own car, you know, I have to ask my husband to drive me around or there is no taxis, you know, yeah. like, uh, so I, I walk a lot during the show. So for me, it's really exhausting and it really drains me, you know, because it's my home uh, thing. So I'm usually a speaker at various events. I have so many clients and they all want me, you know, it's not that I can tell them oh yeah I'll introduce you to somebody you know yeah. they're like I yeah. want to see this boat and I want to walk the show with you and I want yeah. to and I'm like, yeah. and which is a compliment in itself right yeah it is but yeah. I cannot do it all yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I cannot yeah. do it all so for me I just feel like I need to clone myself in like into 10 during those days you know <laughs> and then I'm exhausted and then I have to pick up my daughter to school bring her to bed put dinner and then go out again to the networking events and so on you know so yeah. um I guess for some people that don't live there, it's exciting. It's like, oh, let's yes. go to Monaco, you know? Yes. But for me, it's like, <laughs> stuff. <laughs> so, so those moments that you have on Instagram that you put together, they're always, they've always got this great vibe. They're very happy. They're, you know, really um, focused on how exciting and wonderful yachting is. Do you have to put, you, put yourself into a mindset when you do that? or? you there anyway because you're on a boat so that that's that's how you feel it's just that's the yachting effect whenever yeah. you're in a, in a boat just everything just melts off you know and I guess I don't know being a Latin person we always have this like positive side of things you know we're always trying to look at the positive uh, things so yeah I just you know collect my energy from the waves the sun the nature you know and then the beautiful design and I really like to learn about who's the designer who's the shipyard the, the technology on board the propulsion system and I'm just so fascinated because I know the suppliers that went behind it I know how hard it, everything is I know the craftsmen that did this piece of wood I know how hard it, you know I really appreciate every single thing on the boat yeah. because I can put it apart and I can tell you exactly you know how is it made and who made it and I'm so proud of the people behind it you know and I know how long it takes and how complicated um, things are because everybody thinks it's just beautiful but there's so much engineering behind it there's so much technical stuff there's so much research it's, it's, it's very difficult so I'm there and I'm just like enjoying every single uh, moment. moment and yeah. I hope I can transfer this feeling to my viewers and to the people and inspire them to to go voting to um, you know try it uh, as much as you can and you know I when I ask yacht owners how often they use their yacht and you know the answer is always not just as much as I would like to yes you know? yes so, they true. Don't use, so they like to see my content because it reminds them everybody tells me I mean never see a co your, your content I'm always smiling <laughs> and that makes me happy you know <laughs> it's because people that love boats uh, yeah you know they're maybe in their cities in their work in their and then they see it and then it reminds them of their feeling of being in a boat and they like it. So, yeah. 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 And having that knowledge of, of the boats, of right. the yachts, um, really gives you so much that you can cover, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And so on that note, 
you obviously know a lot of manufacturers and a lot of different types of boats. Well, so do you have some favourites? Um, no, not really, because no. they're all very different. Yeah, they are very, like, very different. I, aren't I would they? even dare to say that there is no competition in yachting. Mm. Like, if you know what you want and how you're going to use your yacht properly, um, there is probably one or two shipyards for that category. Yeah. You know? So yeah. depending on what you want, your budget, the destination, how you're going to use it, uh, I mean, not all shipyards do custom. There's only very, very, very few yachts that do custom. Not all do shipyards do custom sailboats. Only two, three really big ones would do it. You know, yeah. not all of them. Like if you want a, you know, uh, production boat, uh, it depends on on the style that you want. And there's only a handful. Yeah. You know. So yeah, I would dare to say there is absolutely no competition. And if there is a, a favorite on my of mine. Not really, you know. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, I'm the same. I have a number of number of ones I really like, but yeah. but they're all so different for so so such different. different purposes. Yeah. So it really is wonderful that you can, you know, you can when you're not when you're not, when I used to broker boats. Obviously, I was focused towards one brand because I was broking a brand. But when you're not, it's kind of lovely that you can just say to people, well, if that's the use you're looking for, then probably one of these. Yeah. Yeah. It's re it's really exciting yeah. like that, isn't it? There, yeah. There's so many to choose from. Yeah. And say, I think this would be great for you. Yeah. Go and check that out, but also compare it to this. Yeah. And all those sorts and of things. And you know, I'm also a consultant for shipyards, so I also do business development and strategy for certain shipyards. And I always tell them the same. I say, don't try to compete with other people. Build your own niche. Yeah. You know, build something that is uniquely to you. And stop worrying about you know what the others are doing and copying what the others are doing. You know, it's like once you've set up yourself as, you know, a aluminium fast displacement boat, that's it. You yeah. know, stick to it. Stop wanting to build now in steel or whatever. And vice versa, you know, if you are a, uh, mm, I don't know, like a production type of, of, of builders with where you have your technical platforms and everything, stop wanting to do custom because your numbers are not going to add up, you know, like yeah. uh, you're not going to be able to do the economies of scale and then, you know, the risk that it takes to build custom and you're not just not prepared. You don't have the whole infrastructure and resources that, that you need for it. So I always say stick to your niche because that's what makes you special. You know, if you want this type of boat, you know, if you want a hundred meter plus yacht, you go to Lurzen. Yeah. You know, yeah. okay, maybe you get one or two quotes from somebody else, but still they're not going to be suitable for what you need. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I love that. So you can give people real advice of where to go. Yeah. And so, with the courses that you're doing and so on and so forth, um, what do you love? So somebody comes to your course. Mm. What do you love when they finish that course? What are, what are the fee what's the feedback they give you? They say, "I've been in the industry for 37 years. I thought I knew everything, and I'm mind blown about how much I learned." And this is true. Everybody, you don't know what you don't know. No. You don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know what you know, but you don't know what you don't know until you see something, until you learn and you go, oh, wow, that's interesting. Yeah. You know, and they're able to see a different perspective. So a charter broker would be like, wow, I didn't know this about yacht design. Or, you know, um, you know, I didn't know specifically about this maritime law or classification or, um, you know, this aspect on the crew, you know. So... And this is information you cannot read. You don't find it anywhere. You cannot Google it, you know? So it's very unique insights. And, you know, even if you've been in the industry, you, you see it, the industry from a different perspective, and then you're a very different person.
because you're able to have this 360 awareness of everything that goes around the yacht, all of the different professions around the yacht. So on every class I have a guest speaker, so you will have a marine lawyer, and then you will have a charter broker, and then you will have a shipyard, and then when you have a jet yacht agent, and you will have a, a captain, and they will all tell you their perspective, and you go like, whoa, I never really thought about this, yeah. and how everybody sees it in their own way. And then we like a day, a day in the life of a you know surveyor, you know, how, what are your challenges every day? How is your day looking like? A day in the life of, you know, a true stewardess and a engineer and a naval architect and a designer and the project manager and the, you know, flag uh, person. And then when you see their whole perspective, you're like, wow, it's so interesting. You know, I, yeah. never, I knew what they did, but I never really know how their day looked like or their challenges looked like. Uh, so everybody's always like, you know, mind blown and impressed that they learn more than they thought they would. I love that. So I, I even that. get people saying, I should not say this to you, Marcella, but you know, it's very cheap compared to how much you learn, you know, <laughs> because you get 66 hours. Yeah. You know, it's yep. a two and a half month, you know, it's like really you learn a lot. It's very, very comprehensive. And I, I went to this universities in the, in the US, so I studied in Boston, I studied in Miami, I studied in Louisiana. So I have this very American mindset of learning yep. that it's more practical, you know? It's like, they call it yachting for dummies, you know? Yep. I try to break it down because even if people know, deep down they don't know. If I ask them to explain to me, you know, um, propulsion systems and, and displacement and um, you know the different types of uh, arrangement and the two-tier engine rooms and stuff like this they kind of know yeah. but they are not able to teach it and yes. I make sure that they repeat what they learn so that they are able to teach it so that when they are on board a yacht they have the right terminology they have the right wording and they really digest you know so I teach engineering and naval architecture which for non-technical people can be daunting I teach it in a way that I break it down to pieces you know they say oh yeah this is a very efficient yacht with high levels of comfort and I'm like stop what does a high efficiency hull means okay we break it down you yeah. know yeah. what does comfort really means and to be fun to be to be honest with you depends who you ask they yeah. will all give you their own definition of comfort an engineer an naval architect a shipyard project manager a captain and an owner yeah. will all have their own version of comfort so I try to bring all of this together to give you the whole point you know and I try to make sure you really understand in a fun way you know in a fun engaging way and I ask you to repeat it and I say what did you just learn and it's funny because you think you understood it yeah it went inside your brain but putting it in your mouth that's when it's gonna stick you know so I always challenge my students I'm like what did he just said and they go uh, uh, wait you know <laughs> and it's the fact that you have to process it yeah into your mouth you're sending signals from your neurons to your tongue this is when you're gonna learn and it's gonna stick forever because otherwise you go to all of these conferences so boring it's monologue one person talking for two hours you have no idea you didn't learn anything you wasted your time <laughs> I love that it's true <laughs> So true. She's a straight talker, our Marcella, isn't she? She really is. <laughs> <laughs> so Unapologetically. <laughs> and that's what we love about you, darling. <laughs> so where do you see the future of yachting going for you? Where, where do you think your direction is now ongoing? I have no idea, but I'm excited. Hey, <laughs> we love that. I have no idea because... To be honest, this past two months in Dubai, I've been inspired by so many things and I've been making so many different people and I have so many ideas. So it's all about, you know, trying to, you know, put my own strategy 
together. I definitely want to do something new. So I have some ideas, some ideas. I'll let you know as, as soon as I go. But I'm working cool. on some projects right now. And I'm just trying to kind of like put all of the pieces together um, before I launch it. So yeah, I'm working on, in, a, in some ideas uh, so that you are able to have experiences on yachts differently. Because, let me explain to you how the system works right now. It's like you want to charter a yacht, you call a broker. I want to charter a yacht. Which yacht do you want? You don't really know what you want. Of course you don't. You know, <laughs> what yacht? What is your budget? Yeah. You don't know. No, no. You know, and yeah. the system is like this. What itinerary? What do you want to eat? You know? Yeah. And it's just so many uncertainties and people feel uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I'm doing things where you don't even have to think about it. You know, it's like, this is the experience. The yacht is just a commodity. Yes. You know, it yeah. doesn't matter which yacht you want. No. You know, it's like uh, what, uh, I can give you examples and I can inspire you and then you can book the experience and not the yacht. Yeah. Because at the moment when you charter a yacht, you you pick the yacht supposedly and yeah. that, that's a certain price for X yeah. number of, X amount of time. And then you, then they add on the, is it the APA? Yeah. Which everybody gets very confused about as yeah. to how much that actually yeah, is going to be. Yeah, sometimes it's 20%, sometimes it's 30%, but 30% on a 500,000 euro boat, it's a yeah. lot of money. Yeah. And you're never yeah. able to plan. No. You know? So I yeah. think like the whole system is not right. Yes. And I find like new generation, they want like no brainer. Yes. You know, we're Tick easy. Tick the box. We need to get things done. Yeah. So I'm working on some projects uh, for that, which I already have some. That's very exciting. I'm excited about that because we discussed yeah. that on a super yacht charter we did ourselves in, um, up in uh, Thailand on Xanadu. Beautiful boat. Um, and uh, we discussed that exactly, that it's quite complex, um, the system. And, and these days, we're all time poor. We're all, we all just want to know how much it's going to cost us, where we're going to go, and what we're going to do. Right? I mean, it's ridiculous. You call a broker, it takes two, three days to answer you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we don't know which yacht is available. Yeah. Oh, we don't know if it's, if, if it's available. Why not? Yeah. You know, we have the technology to know availabilities, you know, it's like, like not knowing if you are a space in a in a you know British Airways flight or not. Yes. There is technology nowadays that it tells you that which, yeah. which seat is available. Ooh, why are you not having this? Project? this uh, why yeah. don't we have this? You yeah. Know? The yeah. technology is there. Yeah. I love know? that. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. Yeah. Exactly. So in a way, yeah. the fact that the industry is a Jurassic Park, it's uh, good for <laughs> me because that gives me opportunities to innovate. Right. That gives me opportunities to be the pioneer. That gives me the opportunities to start something new so yeah, yeah. Um, to be honest I really don't know where I'm going but uh, yeah. I'm excited <laughs> yeah so am I <laughs> I'm excited to we'll see the see. journey yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah it's all about enjoying the journey as well you yeah, know? yeah keep on telling this to my husband because we've moved places we've lived in different countries we start our own businesses and it's always so difficult and you always feel like you're running and running and running yeah and then of course we have goals you know uh, but often we find that, that once you reach the goal you're like hmm, okay what's next you know <laughs> exactly what I mean? Right. So I always tell him, stop, let's enjoy the fact that we're doing this. You know, yes. the fact that you love what you do. I love what I do. Yeah. And this is this is what matters, you yeah. know, is that it doesn't matter if we're there yet. We have this joke, are we there yet? <laughs> Not yet. And we keep on singing that to each other. <laughs> and my daughter says that as well. Are we there yet? Not, Not yet. yet. <laughs> and I think we will never be there yet, yeah. you know, but yeah. we try to enjoy the ride. I love that. So just like yachting, it's uh, not about the destination. Exactly. It's about the journey. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, awesome. So before we leave, uh, just what would you tell to the women out there that uh, are contemplating getting into the yachting industry and 
that sort of space, what would you say to them? So unfortunately for women, we have to do job twice. You know, first you need to prove yourself. Uh, you need to get the respect. You need to put you in a different level that they say, oh, oh okay, she's smart, smart cookie. <laughs> oh, she's not just a pretty face. <laughs> oh, oh, you know, first you need to get that face yep, yep. and then you need to do the job, right? And men, they don't have to do this, right? So I think educate yourself because once you are speaking in the right voting terminology, in, you sound educated, you sound professional, you know the data, you know the facts, you can go there with numbers and statistics and this and this and this and that, then you're putting yourself in a completely different game, yeah. right? And um, second advice I would say is like, don't be afraid to negotiate. I mean. I'm sick and tired of women being afraid to negotiate, you know, like yep. they're always like, I have friends that are like, oh, I, I need to, you know, negotiate my salary, but I'm just going to wait until they offer it. You don't get, you know, like, uh, what's the saying is like, uh, you don't get if you don't ask. That's it. You know? Yep. And they're like, uh, all women I meet, they're all afraid of asking. Don't be afraid, you know? I'm very lucky because my dad is very feminist and my husband is very feminist. So they both push me, you know? Mm. And my husband is like, if I'm making this amount of money, you should be making the same or more because you're as smart as me, mm. you know? And I never thought I would. I was always trying to be a bit conservative, a bit modest, you know? Um, the funny thing is that he's like, what do you have to lose? So, you know, when I went to a job interview, he's like, what is your salary expectation? I'm like, it's this. Why? Because I speak languages, I am, have an MBA, because this, because, because, because this, and this, and this, and this, and that. And when, once you're confident, you get it. Yeah. You know, but if you are like, oh, you know, trying to be a little bit, you know, and I find and all my friends, they call me before their uh, job appraisal or, you know, job interview because I boost them up, you know, because I'm like, you go, girl, come on, know what you what you're worth as well, because we are always a bit like, you know, it's not them not giving you the opportunity. Sometimes also you're not believing enough in yourself, you know, yes. so yeah. I always tell women to to have this confidence of, of, of just go, you know, and, and, and do it, you know. So that. first, educate yourself, read the book, take a masterclass. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> You're not joking. Uh, it would be a very good thing to do. <laughs> read as much as you can, learn as much as you can, don't be afraid of asking questions, and then, you know, know your worth. And just go there, you know. And um, it's difficult, especially for young women, you know, in the industry. Because sometimes they just see you as, you know, the marketing girl or the assistant or, you know, you're just there to supposed to smile, smile and look pretty, you know? Yeah. Uh, and it's not, you know? Yeah. And actually being a woman is your superpower. Yes. I find being a woman will open doors that men could never open. And you just need to know how to be smart about it, you know, like uh, get respected and um, yeah, just surround yourself also with powerful women you know in my career I've never been uh, disrespected or diminished or not given the opportunity by a man I find like if I look back one or two times that I felt like somebody you know tried to push me down was another woman yeah yeah unfortunately yeah so we're all talking about feminism and women opportunities well first let's start by helping and lifting other women yeah you know yeah. and this is what I do with my initiative of women in yachting it's an initiative uh, to support thrive and help and I bring other women up you know and I think that when two women are together you know working towards a, a goal they are unstoppable Absolutely. You know? and so we just need to stop this competition and stop this like um, I don't know how to call it 
and uh, like I said, I've never not been given an opportunity because I'm a woman. Yeah, yeah. No. I love that. We sh- we're finishing on a moment of if you're being a woman is your superpower. Exactly. And, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, don't be that woman that puts other women down. Exactly. Lift them up instead. That's yeah. absolutely fantastic. Yes. Thank you you're so rise, much. You rise by lifting others. Absolutely. Yep. Rising mm-hmm. tide lifts all boats. <laughs> mm, Thank love you, it. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's been lovely having <laughs> you, Marcella, here. Um, tell me, how can everybody find you online? So my website is onboard.mc. Uh, on Instagram is uh, onboard.mc if you want just to see boats, you know, just boats. And then my personal one is onboard with Marcella, and that's where you see more of my personality and my personal life as a, you know, being a, a yachting consultant and being on the water. And then I have a YouTube channel onboard with Marcella where I post walkthrough videos, so all about yachts. Um, and then I have a blog and on LinkedIn I post a lot of articles so yeah I mean please like uh, I invite you to my uh, community and uh, we'd love to welcome you aboard lovely thank you so much Marcel it's been lovely talking to you and Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Boat Princess podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. And if you'd like to know more about what I do and where I am, then you can follow me on Instagram at the Boat Princess. You can also sign up to my newsletter on my website, which is theboatprincess.com. Take care of yourselves, everyone, and hopefully we'll see you on the water soon.